Hello! I'm Don Arky, and this is a hairy home companion. I'm her suit, cute, and incredibly stoned. No, this isn't a show about a dog rumor. It's a show about me, Don Arky, a millennial cursed with interests in pop culture references of a boomer. Uh, each episode, I try my damnedest to host a nice little comedy talk show while more stoned than Leslie Feinberg's Stone Butch Blues. Uh, depending on the weed and the mood, I can do each segment no problem. Other times, I won't be able to make it through and who knows how it'll end up or where I'll go! That's why we start off each show with retractions and corrections, where I correct mistakes, answer questions brought up in the previous episode, or tell you what I was trying to say in last week's segment, but was too high to get through to. This week's retractions and corrections... I don't know why I didn't make this joke in during the episode, but I made that's what I ended up naming the episode. So I have to make the joke now, and I think this is also a a new title to my growing coterie of self-appointed titles here in the Principality of Donico, a a struggling nation ruled by the iron fist clad in a velvet glove grip of evil emperor dictator for life me. It's Donarchy and the Principality of Donico, they're suffering. But anyways, I didn't make that joke during the episode, but now I will. Here. I should have said I was the Bernie Madoff of Fonzie schemes. When I made the joke about Fonzie schemes, but I didn't. I didn't think of it at, you know, while writing the joke initially. And then afterwards, I was like, damn it. Fonzie schemes, Bernie Madoff. That was too easy. How did I not see that? So, this is the most important retraction and correction I've ever made in my entire career. Anyways, next retraction and correction. It turns out that a Fletcher is not a person who deconstructs whales to make whale oil to light lamps and spur it on industrial revolutions with. No. A Fletcher is a person who makes arrows, like the things you shoot with a bow, uh, you know, versus a harpoon, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, and speaking of harpoons, a Flenzer is a person who processes the blubber or of, of whales, you know, chopping it off the whale's meat. Uh, that's what their job is. Uh, so my joke claiming that J.B. Fletcher of Murder, She Wrote's fame, like, like, I claim that the J.B. and J.B. Fletcher stood for Julianing Belugas. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it doesn't stand for Julianing Belugas at all. The Fletcher and the Flenzer are two totally different things and so I'm like what would the JP stand for then I don't know like guaranteed bullseye Fletcher I don't know I don't know what to do but uh then uh uh sex 
Correction A. Uh, 2A of this retraction of correction. It was just like, this is the footnote to the adenendum, the subheading, uh, like the, it, you know, it could have been a whole other thing, <laughs> but it isn't. Is uh, this next retraction and correction? I could have made a joke like, I guarantee it. Damn it. I see, I keep having opportunities to make jokes and then doing it delayed. I don't know why. I think it's just I'm real tired. I'm learning. Don't work four days in a row. Go to a cherished childhood young teen age of best friend's funeral and then immediately work a five day five days in a row after. So maybe that's why I am just tired. But so I don't get more tired, let me just get to this appendix of my retraction and correction. You could so choose if you want to listen uh, to this next important piece of information that the really naughty word that you can imply from J.B. Fletcher's name and use for a drag name of your very own is Felching, and you can look up that definition on your own. Anyways, uh, next attraction, correction, other uh, drag names added to the ongoing list of drag names this week is BJ Fletcher, and then the previously mentioned one. I don't know why I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm too shy. Um, the, it's weed. It's because I'm Don Arky, and I'm stoned to the bone here on a hairy home companion on BFF.FM just in case you were like oh my god is this like a war of the worlds type situation but not like a f- we know we we don't we do think it's a real broadcast oh my god like this newscaster has seen alien horrors beyond all anything they can conceptualize and they've been driven into madness and this is a sign that you know those alien hearings in congress were right they are real and they have just invaded um versus uh, like a ah yes uh you know we're listening to the original recording of war of worlds and that's just someone like you know those transatlantic accents back then it kind of sounded like a different language like a like a footnote to shakespearean english or maybe like a I don't know what the hell those people are saying most of the time, but anyways, and you'd think with the things I'd like, but I don't, and I won't, I refuse. Oh, yeah, other good drag names include uh, Del the Funky Homosexual, or you could be Sigourney Beaver, or So Horny Weaver, or this might be too confusing, So Horny Beaver. But like I said, these are free to a good home, and you can do whatever you want with them. And my personal dream is to be a Klaus Nomi drag king named Hans Muslim Anderson, even though I'd want to just do Klaus. I'll figure it out. But we're working on it. This is a work in progress. Anyways, next retraction and correction. My space names I remember. Sunny the Lion, which is a reference to the book I Like You by Amy Sedaris. There's a lot of subtexts and subheadings as a recurring theme because it was a subheading of a recipe in that book. 
like if you look through it you'll be like oh yeah wow donna is very homosexual i'm like yes there's a reason there is a leslie feinberg reference earlier um and then another myspace name i've had was uh, beauregard parish which is i think just a parish or something in florida and i was just like that sounds like a cool guy's name and that's my myspace name and i don't remember the other ones but i do remember that i had a podcast called berlin wallflower because everything i do has to be a pun god damn it why and that was mostly just me talking to my friends and going around telling jokes and getting live reactions because you know even though it's haram what can i say i'm a ham uh, next retraction and correction, psycho bitty films sometimes referred to as hagsploitation or hag horror and I don't get it. I've never seen that before. I guess I don't look up the word psycho bitty up online a lot where I see grand dom. Oh, that's a fr- that's not- I don't know. Maybe the aliens have landed already. They've been among us because I think this- I can't tell what language this word is and it seems pretty alien. I think it might be French and then that would prove, you know, French people are aliens. I mean, have you seen them? They're fucking freaks. Anyways, uh, grand, um, it looks like Guggenau, but it's not. Like, is it alien language? G-U-I-G-N-O-L. But that's what this very confident writer is claiming is what uh, a name that Psycho Bitty films are sometimes referred to. I think it's never ever happened before. It's just this writer trying to make it a thing. Like how I always tell people, like, I really push calling Jack London Square in Oakland J-Lo Square. Uh, you know, or Jenny from a block. She deserves a block. You know, everyone. Uh, yeah, like, I'm always like, yeah, people call that all the time. Like, trying to be like, yeah, 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 don't worry. Like, <laughs> it's okay. No. I usually go from a more pathetic pathos. Like, oh, when will someone call Jack London Square J Lo Square? Who among me will rise and take lesion with me or whatever I do as a demonic entity, clearly, uh, you know, invading the earth. And this is just now, instead of the radio announcer in World War of the World, you know, descending into madness from untold, you know, horrors of alien invasion, uh, this is now the aliens translator like messing up being like oh let's the random words are gonna come out um but no it just reminded you again five minutes later from the first time i reminded you jeez get with the program this is me don arky of the hairy home companion the show where i'm stoned to the bone but anyways we're trying to talk about the psycho bitty films exploitation uh subgenre of horror and slash thriller movies that i really love that became popular in the 60s and 70s because of course though if i'm gonna make a 
joke. I'm gonna really love whatever happened to Baby Jane. Like, that's just part of the course. Like, what do you want from me? Jeez. Uh, usually, uh, I love them. Uh, these films typically feature an older, wealthy woman as the protagonist, who's usually in a state of psychological distress when are trapped in a situation where she is threatened by a younger woman, typically a relative or a caregiver. And if you're Betty Davis and Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, uh, that would be both. And that's a semi-sequel in a way to whatever happened to Baby Jane. Also fabulous, Betty Davis is doing it. Given a whole new meaning to Betty Davis' eyes, meaning something sexy and sensual to something menacing and evil or innocent or complicated, just monstrous. She does, she's so good as just being a monstrous old woman that reveals the universal truth in us all, you know? I realize I've never really seen her movies from. Unfortunately, these films are pretty ableist, especially in their portrayal of mental illness. Um, but like, they hold a lot of, like, you know, they have a lot of importance in queer culture, for example, because a lot of the characters that are being portrayed are very queer, them in a way, like either implicitly or subtextually. Ah, subtext. Um, and like, it's kind of a, a queer hailing in a very Jose Esteban Munoz kind of way. Like, I see myself in this character, and then this character is like, you know, in a way rebelling against like societal norms. I can see myself there. And then the camp value, you know, like, there, it's a complicated genre to love. And, uh, I. I can absolutely admit that, and basically the, the genre began in 1962 with Robert Eldridge's Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, because as the Hollywood was moving from being like old Hollywood with people like Betty Davis to new Hollywood with people like Faye Dunaway, who played Joan Crawford and Mommy Dearest, which I bet, you know, could be a contender in a way, uh, in the genre, but, uh, it was, oh, the, the, basically, the actresses that dazzled the golden age of Hollywood as romantic leads, or, uh, you know, whatever, they were, they were like, you're, you're too old to be a romantic lead now, nobody wants to see that, and I'm like, Mamma Mia proves them wrong, again and again, uh, I actually don't like that movie, but now, I see, I'm like, you know what? You, well, I don't know what any of those people got up to after. Maybe they did do a psycho bitty related thing. You never know. Maybe, I don't know, Pierce Bro Oh, Pierce Brosnan, absolutely. Mrs. Doubtfire. But he did that before that movie. Anyways, I don't know actors at all. I don't know who they are. Like, if I met Pierce Brosnan, I would be like, wow, I'm Pierce, loved you in. Mrs. Doubtfire, I've never seen you in James Bond or anything else. I've just seen you in Mrs. Doubtfire, Mamma Mia, and that's it. But, like, for some reason, I'm like, well, for a reason I know. When you grow up in Fairfield, California, you know, like, 
by heart that Ronald Reagan's favorite jelly bean flavor is black licorice because it is a sign of being the devil. You know, if you read the Malleus Maleficarum, the witch's hammer, it is a sign of him being a witch. He's got a familiar, this is from a third nipple. Anyways, yeah. You now are like, this is a War of the Worlds thing because they're cutting to like the scene in the church where the, the preacher is like, ah, yes, this alien invasion is the end times. But no, it's just me done being, uh, being Donna Arky. Here on a Harry Home Companion on BFF.FM. Maybe you can't, I don't know, I'm not going to make any jokes that I think I can make. I gotta get back to the retraction correction because I gotta move on with the show. But yeah, they were just like psycho bitty genre we're gonna invent in the 60s uh, because we're ageist and we don't want to put like Joan Crawford in something where she gets to smooch and they're like, what, what do we do? And then they're like, oh! Well, good news! Horror movies, schlocky horror movies at that. Like I said, Camp Value. Um, and they were like, we'll do it. Well, we can make, what if an old lady was scary and it reveals, like, America's, like, psychosexual, like, like, shit of the heteropatriarchy, you know, stuff like that. But not an accident, but maybe on purpose. Who knows? I don't know. I'm a film scholar. I'm just Don Arky of a Harry Home Companion, where I tell you about how even though Psycho Biddy as a genre did offer opportunities for older actresses to play in significant roles, it was ultimately a niche genre that reinforced ageism and sexism in Hollywood as it was often difficult for actresses over a certain age to find work in the mainstream films. That is bad. But, like I said, queer hailings, and you just end up loving them. Anyways, uh, next retraction and correction. And they're camp. Like, what do you want from us? Jeez. Uh, next retraction and correction. Speaking of camp, Farley Granger or Granger Farley, whichever, his name is two last names as one name. Uh, his name and his character's name in Hans Christian Andersen, the 1952 film, is Niels, not Hans too. Uh, next retraction and correction, it's not Heather Locklear in the world, it's Kim Basinger. The next retraction and correction, I realized I forgot to look up. So, I'll just do that next week, but it was gonna be like, how do you say the name of the lady who did the movement? The Finnish lady who did the movement? Like, what's her name? Uh, next retraction and correction, further proving my point for the third time on this episode that I know nothing about actors. Like, I just show up, you know? Like, I know, but like, I know some guys, like, but they're like, not good for trying to survive modern life in America. Like, how I'm, like, I love Raj Kapoor, for example. You know, I love him better than, I love him more than Charlie Chaplin, even though uh, he is based 
Charlie Chaplin's a little trap character. Like, I mean, a lot of his roles. But, like, you know, also watch his movies. They're really good. Um, my favorite is Street 420. Uh, doesn't mean what you think it means. It means Mr. 420. It doesn't mean 420 like that. Although you would think it because this is... If you are in the know, and if you're not, well, welcome, brethren, to a Harry Home Companion here on BFF.FM with me, Don Hardy. A show where my dumbass was like, you know what's a good idea? I should get stoned every time. I do this show, and, you know, my natural tendency to ramble a little bit, but I can rein myself in, unless I'm having conversations with certain people, because we just, like have such a good time we just jump from topic to topic we're always like we've got multiple tabs open in our conversation but then you always like cycle back to the tab and then you close it or sometimes you don't but that's the that's the luck of the draw As you gotta know when to hold them know when to fold them in having a good conversation those are fun um yeah talking about that um damn see like i said stone and let's make it worse because i'm recording from home because my horrible somebody give me cool job please uh i don't know how to do it but you know i'd like to be like you know Whoever does, like, insurance, like, you know, homeowner's insurance, like, in Star Wars, like, those people must be fucking rich. Everything's getting blown up. Left and right. Or I could just, you know... <laughs> do something else. Um, like, my current job, which is telling you the retractions and corrections. Um, yeah, proving again for the third time, I don't know celebrities that, because cruising stars Al Pacino, not Robert Nero, like I claimed. Um, next retraction and correction, I still feel dumb uh, of talking about my undergrad experience. I'm not in the mood. Maybe I'll do it one day. Uh, next attraction and correction. There is no episode of Happy Days where the Fonz opens an erotic bakery. I don't know why I thought that could even be a possibility. I guess the Fonzie of the mind is more powerful than the Fonzie of the flesh. Uh, but maybe it'll happen one day. They'll do an episode like that. Um, uh, that makes me realize I need to watch the show again. Now that I'm a cognizant adult, and I just learned it's based off of one of my favorite movies, American Graffiti, and yes, I already made a Wolfman Jack joke episodes and episodes ago, so I'm like, is he a hairy guy? Like, physically hairy? Or does he just sound hairy? And then, like, why is he, like, what's... What's being implied by calling him a wolf man? And I was like, yeah, he sounds like a guy who's hairy. And then I was like, okay, 
That's why they call him Wolfman Jack. He sounds like a wolf man, a man who's a wolf. Like, if a wolf man was like, this is a full moon and I'm gonna do a radio show because this is my passion. Um, I'm a renaissance wolf man, you know? Uh, yeah. That's what it would sound like, like exactly like that, like the Leonardo DiCaprio of Wolfmen, Wolverines, Wolf, Wolf, uh, Werewolves. Yeah, he just sounds like a fucking werewolf. That's what he sounds like. Um, and uh, I realize he's not, even though he sounds just like one. He is not a hairy man himself, but he, I think he knew this, so he kind of styled himself look a little bit more hairy like I think that's why he did his pompadour that way but now I'm learning oh that's like what happy days is based on and that's why both star Ron Howard um, and Ron Howard related fact about me I went to high school with the kid who uh, was the actor who played Anyang in Arrested Development and we were at the same high school, and he was the year ahead of me. So that was a wacky fact for you. Weird stuff. Yes, I spent part of my life in Orange County. I hate talking about it, but it's coming out because that's where you meet friends you really love and appreciate, and you gotta go drive there for funerals. So it just comes up, and I'm like, oh, now you all know. Else, but there you go. Wacky fact. Um, anyways, well, now that I know that uh, Happy Days is based off one of my favorite movies, American Graffiti, I gotta go watch it now that I'm a cognizant, well, semi cognizant. I mean, I don't even know if there's a level of cognizance to any of this um, adult. And this is a part of War of the Worlds where, like, all the people who experience the horrors are at the therapists and they're just like, alright, we gotta, you know, these poor people, like, they have their trauma, and that's just the therapist, like, just gonna be like, this is the diagnosis. But no, that's not what it is. It's me, Donna Arky, here on a Harry Home Companion, where uh, I tell you that the place that everybody at Happy Days hang out at hung out at was not, like, previously claimed erotic bakery, but a place called Arnold's slash Al's Drive-In. I think the, there was a fire, and then, I don't know, we'll figure it out next week. Maybe I'll start watching the show, or maybe I'll just tell you why there was a fire. Anyways, next retraction and correction, Grump Magazine was created by Roger Price, one of the Avengers of Mad Libs, and something called the Droodles. I'm too lazy to explain. Uh, it is, well, he did that, and then he was a humorist. Good for him. And he made money doing that. I'm just so, I'm not clearly jealous. Um, and, uh, deeply psychological. Oh my god, yeah, it's still the therapy scene in the War of the Worlds broadcast. We were like, oh my god, I can't believe, like, we can hear how did this happen. But I'm so convinced this is a real thing happening that I could never ever think that this is just a radio play, a radiola play or something. But no, it's not. 
Uh, it's just me, Don Arky, of the Harry Home Companion. Oh my god. I gotta zoom through this. I can do this. I can do this and do the ads at a reasonable hour. My god. Um, yeah. Roger Price, you know, happiest man on earth, according to me. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the veterans of Mad Libs and a thing called the Jewels, whatever. I don't know. Uh, he published and edited the short lived humor publication Grump, appealing to the beatnik crowd. Woo, in the swinging 60s from 1965 to 1967. And it was subtitled, ugh. For people who are against all the dumb things going on. Oh! That, whoa! What a... Damn, that's what this show's about. Right? Guys, you're a beatnik crowd for sure. And, uh... Uh... Yeah, we don't like the dumb things going on. We like the dumb things from the past that nobody remembers. I need help. Like, look, I stopped watching TV in 2004 because I was so depressed they canceled the Wayne Brady show. I was like, I give up. I don't want to watch TV anymore. I can't do it. I won't do it. You can't make me. I'm just going to watch PBS and reruns. It's just me, Chico the Man, and Julia Childs for the rest of my life. And old movies like Raj Kapoor ones because my parents, like watch them in Iran and then they're like have you heard of this guy and I was like whoa or yeah or I might have read about him online no I, what happened is I read about Raj Kapoor online and then I rented one of his movies from the library because I was very cool as a teenager and my parents were like oh yeah this guy we grew up watching his movies and I was like whoa no way that's so cool so yeah I don't remember why I brought him up earlier, but I'll figure it out next week in retractions and corrections. But, um, yeah, Grump Magazine by Roger Price, uh, uh he, it was from the Beatniks, published from 1965 to 1967, and he, Price contributed his own material, like an article on pet clowns. A parody of bullfighting which involved kicking dogs and a piece on skull diving. A new sport in which players jump out of windows with springs on their heads. Um, he also included these mysterious, esoteric, unknowable droodles and mad libs, which we all know. Um, I was reminded earlier of a childhood incident where me and my sister were like, you know it's a smart way to invest our money? You know, that Bernie made off of Fonzie scheme seemed alright, but this this seems like a much more solid investment. We shall be buying some used bad libs from the Friends of the Library book sale. Like I said, incredibly cool people. And um, we bought a bunch of used mad libs and we're like they're gonna be pristine and fabulous and then like every single one we bought whoever owned it before like in pen had written butt in every blank in the mad libs and i have some of those uh mad libs coming into memory because i was like this is comedy genius but i was also upset because i was like i wanted to do the mad libs 
But anyways, um, but you know, it, maybe it was a queer hailing of the monstrous, you know? Maybe that's why I was like, did I was like, ah, societal subterfuge and high camp by writing butt in every blink in a fucking mad lib I got when I was like nine. Um, anyways, uh, good, there's a, a lot of stuff that happened in the magazine I could tell you about, but I don't feel like it, and you can look it up yourself, and there are many, um, short articles and cartoons more satirical than prices. Mostly from a decidedly Greenwich Village perspective, whatever that means. Uh, we'll figure that out in next week's retractions and corrections. I do know what it means, but I also, I think it means like freaky and liberal and avant-garde, but maybe not. Maybe it means something else. Maybe it means you're a green witch, like in the Malleus Maleficarum. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get involved, but... Alright, final retraction and correction, and then at one of my worst times ever, we will begin the show! Uh, so there is a process to books going into the Library of Congress. Every book that is copyrighted in the U.S. is sent there uh, to the Copyright Office, and acquisition specialists choose those that will be cataloged the subset that will go into the collections because acquiring books because costs for some reason and some of the great oh I mean because I guess they're buying books yeah alright that makes sense there's no some reason there's a material reason you know let's not just take a purely theoretical approach that's why Stone Butch Blues is such a great book material and theoretical all in one fabulous criteria for acquisition is the work should not be ephemeral such as loose leaf manuals most paperbacks and apparently a 1970s jello cookbook which I argue is much more than that it is a, a raw unflinching look into the Carter administration if you would like to know that's quite frankly what it is it tells you to put port and tuna in your salads jello salad it does. I'm telling you, it does. And like, what could be more butlerian uh, about gender than that? You know, or the drag names and all the poor misreadings of Judith Butler. I used to work at the Crossroads Trading on Shattuck Avenue in Berkeley, and I always like fantasize that Judith Butler would come into the store because like everyone would always put their card in the card reader in wrong like or too early like the only people who would ever know not to do it wrong were like people who worked there because we're always buying clothes I got such good stuff um and they would always say card misread and then or like something you know, and they'd be like, oh, what's going on? And I was always like, oh man, I hope Judith Butler comes in to buy some, I don't know what they'd buy, like, some Yeezys, we'd get those at 
crossroads trading and uh oh, but did you know that the buffalo exchange on telegraph avenue used to sell like kehlani stuff yeah um her she would give stuff to her cousins and then if they didn't want them they would give it to themselves at the crossroads and they'd always i'd always be like what whoa there's that crazy amazing thing like where the hell did that come from and they're like oh it's kehlani's cousins but yeah i worked at the crossroads on shattuck and I always hoped that Judith Butler would come in and be like that little fuss about like, oh, the credit card's not working. Oh, they're always like, oh, oh, I, I swear there's money on the card. And I'm like, I know. I know there is. All right. I, I know everybody's card fucks up the same exact. Please leave me alone. It's not a unique, you know, experience here in the store. This is everybody. And so I always hope Judith Butler would come in, get some Yeezys. And uh, I'd be like, Ah, sorry, you, Judith Butler, your card's mis been misread, much like gender troubles. And then they'd be like, haha. <laughs> yeah, this makes sense as a job for someone with a master's in women and gender studies working, like, <laughs> grilling retail. They'd be like, yeah, it's all your fault. I don't know why I ended up here, but I did. And there I remain. Um, but yeah, my room Congress, it's all arbitrary. These people are bigots, and they don't like, like I said, a gritty, unrelenting stare into the monstrous of the Carter administration in the new Joy's Jello gelatin brand cookbook from 1970-something. Uh, you can put canned vegetables and canned vegetable juices and your... Jello, uh, your aspic. Uh, yeah, and they should have included that, because, like, what could be more of an archive of, like, the homoerotic in the 70s, like, a, a post Watergate milieu or whatever than that? Like, come on! But anyways, uh, on that note, speaking of homoerotic milieus that you should support, let's do donations, and for the love of God, let me do a segment, please help. Um, but yeah, uh, let me tell you our uh, this is me, uh, telling you about donating show because I need to guide you through this because after the socio psycho homo like whatever the hagsploitation of a radio show you just experienced which is a hairy home companion with me Donna Arkey on BFF.FM you need a little hand holding that was rough you've been through the brain ringer. So let me tell. I'm now alerting you because now that I've brought you through the depths of hell with me again and again, I don't know why you do it, but you do. Um, uh, you. Uh, I'll help you out because I'd be pretty pooped too. I'm holding space. All right. 
So I am now letting you know that I'm doing the donations and then hopefully for the love of God I do a segment. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Anyways, uh, what we can guarantee in life, guarantee, guarantee bullseye. I wish J.P. Fletcher did stand for Julianne Ingolgos Fletcher. I wish Fletchers were what I thought they were, which is Flensers. Can you blame me? I can't. I see no fault in this misunderstanding whatsoever. Um, it's not like I was one, like that probably would have been my job in the 1800s with how things worked out. I, I would kind of, I would have been like, ah, yes. I am a scholar of like Wormen study and German studies. I don't know <laughs> what they had back then. They definitely had worms and they were like, yep, those Wormens and those Germans, they're happening. Uh, <sighs> worm, baby worm, disco inferno. That's where I am emotionally right now. Um, anyways, let's just move on. Let's just move on. I can't... But that's... I probably would have been a Flunzer back then. I would have gotten to be a Fletcher. I don't know if I would have been doing the other thing that I told you to look up on Urban Dictionary. Because I don't want to talk about it. Because I don't feel like it. Because I don't know. I'm too embarrassed and shy. But maybe that's why this is a psycho-video film. The high psychological subcontext. Um... Anyways, like I said, am I going to be able to do a segment? I don't know, because I can't even get to the donations, which is what I'll do now. Yes, goddammit. Alright, have you considered donating to BFF.FM yet? You should. Not only is this such a unique community radio station that reflects and respects the diversity of the Bay Area, but... He keeps weirdos like me so that we don't invent high-potency, anti-wrinkle skincare products specifically for the California raisins. Now they're the California grapes. It's gonna be like the picture of Dorian Grape over here. Uh, speaking of queer hailing, indeed, Dorian Grape. Get yourself down to bff.fm slash donate where you can send a one-time donation or set up a monthly recurring donation and be our bestie for the benefits. Sexy benefits, but not actual sex benefits. I don't think we're allowed to do that, but I'll see what I can do. Alright, with 17 minutes left, let me just be bold and try to do one segment. Because why not? I'm like, why? <laughs> oh god, if I do this, because like the other one involves me reading from a Wikipedia, many Wikipedia pages, mind you. Uh, and that just seems hard. I'd like to instead tell you something that does involve Wikipedia sometimes, but it's mostly just me recounting from. A semi-recent memory, I need a vacation again. Anyways, that's right. This segment that I'm bringing to you, 16 minutes on the clock, maybe I'll get there. Maybe I'll just keep... Perpe 
perpetually trying to do this introduction over and over because I am a little too stoned to the bone today. Uh, and I'm like a little bit worried about like how am I going to do laundry after this? There's a load in the... <laughs> and when you live in an apartment where you share a laundry machine, this is like... A huge source of socio-political, geopolitical, interrelational tension. And I don't, it stresses me out so bad. Um, but anyways, this next segment, speaking of things in California, because that's where my house is. Because this is uh, me, Don Arkey, on BFF.FM, uh, which is located in San Francisco. Nobody, nobody does it. 
I refuse to entertain the that there is a world where somebody needs coffee at 7 a.m. For anything, for any reason. No one dies, there are no accidents. There is a period of grace in the world where murders cannot happen. And that's 7 a.m. It's about 12 p.m. Because that's when I naturally like to wake up. As, you know, a little bit of a, you know, Dorian Gray myself, a little bit of a libertine. Like, I naturally wake up at, in the afternoon. But no, instead I gotta wake up at like 4.30 so that I can be a minute late to my job at 6.30 a.m. And, uh, give coffee to people who don't know that they don't need to drink coffee yet. Like, nothing's happened. There's nothing necessary that would need, where they need, like, a microphone, single-origin, like, latte. And that's not even, like, you know, the beginning of it. The things they think they need at 7 a.m. They don't. They don't. But yeah, it looks like... No. Okay. I guess I could tell you what I was going to do. But then it wouldn't be a surprise anymore. I'm so sorry. I'm just real stone to the real bone here on a Harry Home Companion on BFF.fm where... It's not any of the other things I was claiming it was, which included, you know, a broadcast of War of the Worlds that people thought was actually happening. But hopefully they would, like, kind of figure out by the time, like, there's the scenes in the therapist's office. They're like, okay, this might not be an actual War of the Worlds, but with these alien hearings, is that real? Okay, if anything, in this episode, I can find out... When all that came out, I was at a very devastating funeral, and uh, I still don't know what happened to the aliens in Congress, and I remember reading something being like, people are always going to Congress saying there's aliens, like, all the time, but I'm like, it seems like people are taking this seriously, and then it makes me nervous. But if anything, I can figure out what the hell is going on with that. So that's something. That's better than nothing. Even if I can't tell you about my fun little secret, uh, you know, wacky facts and episodes of California's Mold. No, you can see me live react to the UFO Congress thing while I click out of so many incredibly homosexual tabs on my phone, including a manuscript of, like, a Thai man- like, like manual of cats and Tula Bankhead. Alright, and then I click out of the UFO Congress. Okay. Yeah, you can hear, like, you know... Like, clearly, like, Liberace's ghost live react to the UFO thing. Like, was, was Liberace a believer in UFOs? Was he a UFOologist? Was he a UFO? We'll find out next.
next week in retractions and corrections. But until then, I wasn't kidding when I was like, boomer interests and disposition. I don't like it about me. I Like I said, frozen in time from 2004, bring back the Wayne Brady show. I will emerge forth triumphant and I will stop making jokes about J.B. Fletcher for Murder, She Wrote, a joke that nobody except for a few, a handful of you, I know for sure do get it, but the rest of you are like, who is that? Is that like some kind of, like, you know, amoeba that I don't want to get? Yes, you don't want to get it. Um, but, no, this is Angela Lansbury in a TV show in the 80s that I watched for some reason. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. So making jokes about that. I could be making jokes about Succession. I could be making jokes about, uh, White Lotus. instead of J.B. Fletcher, um, but that's what we got, but, you know, imagine someone like that finding out UFOs are going to Congress, Mr. Alien is going to Washington, I don't know, I hate this, we will never find out, anyways, I still think it's the, yep, the boys are at it again, they love to say UFOs, Also, retraction and correction. Can I think of a better Mr. Smith going to Washington joke versus the Mr. Alien? Like, like I said, I'm tired. Jeez, give me a break. Um, but that'll be retraction and correction for next week. Can I do that? Um, but for now, we'll find out about what Liberace's ghost thinks about the U.S. Congress UFO hearing, um, uh, these all, well, and then I'll find out what happened last week. Wow, the first thing it says here is Jimmy Carter. Well, like I said, put the, <laughs> if you want to understand the alien times and the end times happening now, you need to put the new joys of Jello Cook. Jenny Joyce, is it right here? No, oh wait, 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 yeah, it's right here. Let me say it correctly. So the, the Library of Congress knows to obtain it. Accrue those costs, yes. And you need to understand the end alien times of now. Cause this article by time said Jimmy Carter first thing and I'm like, you know who knows a lot about Jimmy Carter's America? The new Joy's Jello brand gelatin dessert recipe book, which is not in the Library of Congress. How will we be able to check it out from our public underfunded, mind you, public libraries to educate ourselves with this oncoming alien horde? According to Congress. Oh! Wait! What? 
UFOs going to Washington. I'm going to Congress and whatever. The, the UFO con- congressional meeting last week. I'm learning that Jimmy Carter saw a UFO. He waited four years before he at last went public with the U- news that he had seen a UFO. It was in 1969 when Carter was a private citizen. Wait, who did he run against? Like, someone really evil like Darth Vader? Like... I would not vote for a UFO guy who's like, I saw a UFO, and I farm peanuts. I'm like, that's just a loser. Like, who, he must have been running against, like, fucking, you know, who's someone evil? I guess evil can evil. We'll, we'll figure out who he was running against. That's just too easy. His name is evil. Who's a real bad guy? I mean, I think people, lots of people didn't. I don't think it was something subtle, you know. I don't think a guy who's like, I saw aliens, and you know, I am, you know. Well, maybe I'm feeling like defensive because I'm like, the California, like the California raisins already came up, and I'm like, look, I can't do another mascot, like, I can't do. Mr. Peanut, I can't do it, and he can't, maybe, he did go to Washington in the form of Jimmy Carter, who saw an alien, and that's all I know about, okay, well, yeah, that's all I know about what happened in, about the aliens in Congress next week, oh yeah, he saw, Jimmy Carter claims he saw a mysteriously luminous object, okay, you know what, we're gonna learn more about the Jimmy Carter UFO thing next week in retractions and corrections because of anything I, I didn't know that that's wild what else has he done like is he like has he seen Sasquatch 2 has he like you know Loch Ness does he know him like what, what else has he been he's witnessed is he like some sort of like guy who's good at seeing everything well we'll find out next week in retractions and corrections anyways thanks for joining me here today on a hairy home companion where i got nothing done but um i can't think of anything rewarding for you well or for me quite frankly i'm very tired anyways um uh, 